0: So I asked the teenagers to pass out some note cards and some writing utensils. They are very, very special. Uh, Maybe not, but we're going to use these here in a little bit. So just take a writing utensil, if you don't have one, and a note card from the kids. And we'll explain that in a minute. So watching the news and listening to the radio. And a few different times this week, I heard the phrase, that's not good for anyone. That's not good for anyone. And so, as I do sometimes, I began uh, Googling that just to see what would happen. See what happens when you write in the phrase not good for anyone. And so I got this list of search results that I thought was pretty funny. The first one is that the Thai Prime Minister, the Prime Minister of Thailand, is not good for anyone. (laughs) So for all of those of you who are deeply tied into the politics of Thailand, you know that the prime minister of Thailand has not been good for anyone. I don't know what that means, and I didn't dig into it much, but there you go. The second one I found was that the goalie for AC Milan is not good for anyone. <laughs> I don't have any rooting interest in soccer as it is, much less European soccer, and but If you're wondering, the goalie the whatever situation he's got going on for AC Milan is not good for anyone. Next one I found was Hurricane Florence. I was like, yeah, that one makes sense. So uh, there we go. Too much sugar is not good for anyone. I've learned this recently. I've learned that too much sugar is bad. Uh, It only took me 30-something years to figure that out, but that's part of it. I want to show you the next one. So if we'll go to the next slide, fobbing isn't good for anyone. I'd never heard of that word before. I had no idea what that was, so of course I had to click on it and figure it out. Do you know what that is? So here's what it says. It says, first let us deal with the pronunciation of the word, it's fubbing, as in fish and fate, but goes on. What it is that a lot of people do nowadays when they are sitting with their friends and family members, they usually ignore the person sitting in front of them and instead focus on their mobile phone. That is the mix of phone and snubbing. Any of you aware of that? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I learned something this week. There are a lot of things that can be said are good, are not good for anyone. And so I wanted to ask the converse question, the the opposite question, what is good for anyone? I was thinking about this a lot and I I started thinking, well, I think we have to start with broccoli because that's what we tell Micah all the time, broccoli's good for everyone, broccoli's good for you. There are actually some reasons that broccoli might not be good for you. Kids, stop listening. If you're on certain uh, blood thinners, Broccoli can actually make that a lot worse for you. Who knew? If you have, Bill did, see? Yeah, there you go. If you have hypothyroidism, which I don't know what that is, but if you have it, broccoli might not be a good choice for you. I thought about exercise. Exercise is good for everyone, right? It's good for anyone. Unless you're injured or, don't like exercising, (laughs) so talked myself out of that one in a hurry. The one one that I was seeing across the internet was that the State Fair, the Minnesota State Fair is good for everyone, it's good for anyone. I went to the State Fair this year on a diet. The State Fair is not good for anyone, it is not. Some people have fears of large crowds, and we were there on the busiest day of the year. It was nuts. So the question remains, what is good for anyone? If you have a Bible, turn over to John chapter 1. In the second week of our follow series, second week of, of looking at Jesus and what is captivating and compelling about him. So John chapter 1, verses 12 and 13. To all who did receive him, talking about Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, not born of natural descent, nor of human decision or will, but born of God. Church, Jesus is good for anyone. Amen. Amen. Paul tells the Colossians that through Jesus, anyone can be forgiven. That's good news, isn't it? John teaches that through Jesus, any of us can have access to God. That's good news as well. Peter tells the churches that through Jesus, we can have a new purpose. Church, Jesus is good for anyone. The Gospel of John bears out this idea that Jesus is good for anyone because Jesus shows up at a wedding party in Cana in John chapter 2, and through Jesus, that party goes from being a pretty good wedding party to being an excellent wedding party because Jesus is good for anyone, including the people of that party. Jesus meets Nicodemus, who is scared and confused, but through Jesus, he becomes a lifelong disciple of Jesus. You see the story play out in the rest of the gospel. Jesus goes to a well in Samaria and meets with a woman who offers him water and he gives her living water because Jesus is good for anyone. Jesus shows up at Bethany where Lazarus has died and they have put him in the tomb and his sisters are mourning and Lazarus walks out of the tomb alive because Jesus is good for anyone. 5,000 people show up to listen to Jesus preach on the side of a mountain, to preach in front of all these people, and all he has is a couple of loaves and a few fish, and all of them walk away fed and nourished in ways that they didn't imagine before, because Jesus is good for anyone. We know that Jesus is good for anyone because we see this in the people in our lives, I have a friend at Union Gospel Mission. I've been mentoring this guy named Chris for about a year now. And when I showed up, Chris had just decided to follow Jesus. He was brand new to following Jesus, had no idea what it was going to cost him, what it was going to look like. But he he wanted to follow Jesus, so he came to the shelter. He came to Union Gospel Mission shelter, and he joined what they called their discipleship program. They offered him classes. They offered him routine and mentoring and he was able to deal with some of the illnesses that he faced. He was able to work toward getting a job and right now he's on the brink of graduating because it all started with him following Jesus. Because Jesus is good for anyone, including my friend Chris. This past semester I was at Bethel. Uh, I was at Bethel for one of my classes and we were talking Uh, with a lady that's kind of in charge of, of parts of the program, and she was telling us about one of our classmates named Timothy. Timothy has been a minister in a church in Africa for several years, and in the village in which he is the pastor of this church, the village has been attacked many times by Boko Haram. If you're familiar with some of the World Politics, Boko Haram, is a terrorist organization. And they attacked his church many times. Two of the attackers, this past time, the past time that they were uh, attacking, came into the church. He was able to talk to them and baptize them. Converted two guys that were there to kill and attack and led them to Jesus. Because church, Jesus is good for anyone. We believe this. We believe that Jesus is good for anyone. If you're the worst of sinners, as Paul thought he was, and many of us would argue, no, it's not Paul, it's me. If you're the worst of sinners, Jesus is good for us. If we are the best of leaders, if we have all the charisma and all the energy and all the answers, Jesus is still good for us. If we are poor and desperate and needy and don't have anything in life figured out, Jesus is good for us if we are wealthy and accomplished and have had everything that we need in life, Jesus is good for us. Through Jesus, anyone can receive forgiveness, they can receive access to God, they can receive purpose in their lives because Jesus is good for anyone. So, having said all that, fundamentally, I think we all agree to that. Think in our minds, when we think about Jesus and anyone, we think, yes, Jesus is good for anyone. I think we would tell people this. We would walk up to somebody, somebody we know a little bit, somebody we don't know at all, and if they asked, is Jesus good for me, our answer will be yes. But as I was working on this sermon, I was thinking to myself, just over and over again, how Jesus is good for anyone. And it soon dawned on me that I was thinking Jesus is good for anyone else. I believe Jesus is good for me, but it wasn't connecting. wasn't triggering anything. And so what I want for us to do for the next few minutes is out of the ordinary for us We often wait for for me or for Patrick to come up here and speak to you, for you to listen. But what I want to do for a moment is think to ourselves, why is Jesus good for me? So you have the note card. You have your note card. So grab your note cards if you have them. And I just want you to write the question, why is Jesus good for me? It's a simple question. And I want for us to take about two or three minutes to just try to answer that question. Just consider for a moment, why is Jesus good for me? If you want to pray about it, do so. If you want to use some scriptures to answer the question, that's fine as well. Why is Jesus good for me? know it's out of our practice to to be quiet and to just think about ourselves for a moment but I, I thought it would be a good exercise for us I thought it might be helpful for you to answer that question I can get up here and tell you every week and Patrick gets up here and we tell you all the time about what we find compelling about Jesus but at some level you have to own that you have to answer that And so instead of diving deeper into the scriptures, which we need to do from time to time, what I want to share with you for the next few minutes is my answer to this question. I want to share with you my answer. We'll read the passage again, and then we'll be dismissed. So why is Jesus good for me? I was thinking about this earlier in the week. Spent a couple days trying to answer the question well. Jesus is good for me because following Jesus keeps me grounded in who I really am. I don't know about you, but sometimes I think of myself as the leader, as a leader. And Jesus reminds me that my primary identity is as disciple, that I have a leader and it is not me. My first identity is that I am a disciple of Jesus what that means is that any success that I experience, anything that I do that works out well, is his success, not mine. I'm just obedient. That means that in this story of my life, I never get to be the hero because there already is a hero. That part is taken, I follow the hero. That means that I'm not called to save anyone. And this is important because Jesus is the one who can save them. So, the people that I was talking to this morning who are in desperate need of help, I cannot save them, but I can point them to the one who will. That means that when I fail, and I fail all the time, He is still with me, pushing me forward, picking me up, moving me on. I am not my success, I am not my failure, I am His disciple. That means that my words are less important than his words. So what I have to say about it is secondary to what he says about it. That means that my desires and my goals and my hopes and my ambitions are secondary to his. If Jesus is good for me because it grounds me in who I am, it means that my life needs to look more like his life. Church, My priorities get mixed up, my life gets mixed up, my purpose gets convoluted and messy, but Jesus is good for me because he tells me who I am. I wholeheartedly believe that Jesus is good for every one of us. I believe anybody who's listening to this sermon online needs to know that Jesus is good for them. But that truth is not going to be experienced by me telling you. It's going to be experienced by you doing it. Jesus is good for anyone. We must follow him. I want to go back and read the passage one more time. John chapter 1, verses 12 through 13. To all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Not born of natural descent, nor of human decision or will, but born of God. Church, we have a great opportunity in front of us all the time. We have a wonderful savior who has paved the way for us, who is always before us, always with us. We can choose to follow him. I believe Jesus is captivating. I believe Jesus is compelling. The question is, will we follow him? I'm going to pray, and then we'll be dismissed this morning. Father God, I am grateful for uh, the opportunity to come together to think about Jesus. God, following Jesus is is such such a beautiful opportunity for us. It's such a beautiful calling for us. God, when we look at him, we need to find uh, the most compelling figure in the world. God, I, I pray that as we consider this this week, as we think about this question, why do I follow Jesus? Why is Jesus good for me? That you will reveal things to us, that you will remind us of who we are, of what you have called us to be, and how wonderful and good that is. God, we love you. We thank you for your son, Jesus, and it's in his name I pray. Amen. Yeah. You're welcome. You and Put it in your Bible, use it as bookmark, whatever. But if you also want to...